there was once a ship called the Ark of Humanity, where the last known remnants of Earth's people were instructed in the history of human civilization. Confined and categorized, none could leave, but one made a daring escape. Cut loose from all she knew, with a holographic student as her only companion, she crash-landed on a nearby planet, the planet of the Zarok. Now as a new life form, the half-human, half-Zarok survivor meets an organization of galactic species and must make a decision. Search for their missing companions, or take the chance to continue teaching about humanity. This time, not to other humans, but to aliens from every corner of the galaxy. Seminar, Episode 106, Spear-Shaking Students. the new class roster, and I think... What are you doing? I was looking through the archive to figure out what to present to my first class, and I found... something? Hmm. What sort of something? Well, I thought it was a corrupted file. Those pop up now and then, and can often be corrected, but this one just isn't going away. I think it's something else. Have a look. Hmm. The file name isn't alphanumeric. Let me see. It's encrypted. I think I can decipher it. Give me a... Ah, there's the file name. Spear-shaking students. Hmm, strange. Is it a story? It's a directory. Inside, there are seven files. Five of those are stories. The other two are encrypted, but more than the file names this time. I'm afraid this is a level of encryption I can't break. But why are they there? What's so important about these stories? I don't know, but I think I can ask the school's mainframe to help me with the encrypted files. Ask? I thought they didn't have sentient technology. Oh, the mainframe isn't sentient, uh, officially. There are safeguards to prevent that from happening, but the template is there. It's hard to explain. It could be if it thought of itself as such, but it's prevented from doing so. I choose to think of it as sentient, though. In any case, I'm pretty sure it can help us. I'll ask. While you do that, I'll take a look at these stories. Maybe they'll give us a clue. 
Let's see. I'll start with objection. Sure, Miss Smith, as always. Thank you. Now, do you have your ticket? Victorian England. Looking like that. <laughs> oh, come on, Shepherd. This isn't my first trip. You think I wouldn't come prepared? You aren't my typical customer, Miss Smith. You'll forgive me for being a bit. Skeptical. Huh. Still, if I may, that dress looks quite lovely on you. Can we just get to the point? Indeed. Once you step through this portal, your trip will begin. You must have this device with you at all times. When you're ready to come back, you press that button. It'll portal you back here. Just be sure not to press it too soon. This trip is not refundable. I know that, Shepard. Let's just get this started, shall we? All right. Step into the portal. Wait a minute, is this... Would you not swear, all you that see her, that she were made by these exterior shows? But she is none. This is much ado about nothing. The Shakespeare play. And this is... She knows the heat of a luxurious bed. Her blush is guiltiness, not honesty. <laughs> Claudio and Hero's wedding. What do you mean, Claudio? Not to be married. Mm-mm. I can't let this stand. I object. Madam, what on earth? Where is he? Where is who? Don John. That slippery bastard. Where is he? Madam, this is no time for that kind of language. This is a wedding. Ha! A wedding that is very quickly going to ship, isn't it? Excuse me, Miss... <clears throat> Smith. Miss Smith. Miss Smith, I kindly ask that you leave this wedding immediately. Only one woman's honor need be sullied today. No, you know what? You are going to listen to me, and you're going to do so right now. I'm asking you one last time. Don John, is he here? No. Then go get him. Oh, and the constable, if you would. May I ask why? Because he has decided to make your life miserable, Claudio, because you are so gullible that you would believe. What do you... Ah! <clears throat> you? You are shaming the most precious woman in this town. Take a look at her. Those are not false tears. You are destroying a woman's life, and for what? She was 
disloyal. Was she? Did you see her in the act? Do you have any written proof? Well, do you? I heard her. With... With who? Who showed you? Don John. <laughs> A kind and virtuous man with no ulterior motives whatsoever, correct? Hmm. That's what I thought. Now, you... Ah! You are going to marry this woman who you love because you do love her, Claudio. And she loves you. Though I cannot for the life of me figure out why. And you, Benedict. I have none of these offenses of which you speak, my lady. No. You're still an idiot. But at least you're funny. You charm me, my dear. Dup, dup, dup. Stop. No need. I... Well, I have a wife waiting for me, and you have... Beatrice. I beg your pardon? You're in love with each other, dumbass. Stop hiding behind your jokes. If anyone deserves love around here, it's you too. My lady. Hmm. And that's my cue to leave. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have reality to return to. That was cute. And it uses one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. Any luck with the mainframe, Thomas? Yes. It's quite keen to help us, in fact. I think it's bored. It started with the first file, but it's going to take some time. Let's hear the next story. Okay, uh, let's do... Achoo! Chronoscience Log, Day 631, Dr. Lane Filtrum reporting. Progress continues, slowly. I have managed to extend the automatic return function for chronotrips to one minute. While that is still hardly enough for useful exploration of other periods, I believe that I am at last on the right track. Ideally, I... Do you mind? Was that? Oh, sorry. I didn't know anyone was in here. <clears throat> Bit late, isn't it? I thought you crons had gone home for the night. My dear Kylan, when you're working with time, you don't have time to worry about time. <clears throat> uh, and do try not to sneeze on the science. Oh. Just replace the bins and go about your day. Oh, sure, sure. Don't mind me. I won't make a, a sound. You know, the med techs could probably do something about that. Allergy? Nah, cold. I took a couple tablets. I should be fine. Mind if I just? Hmm? Oh, uh, uh, fine. Yeah, just careful with the machine. Where was I? 
careful, you oaf! My, my coffee did not be right into the- Watch drive switch! Oh my! That was a big one. Sorry. You all- Um, Dr. Filtrum? Did I turn on a hollow? No, my dear Lummox. We activated the flux drive. We appear to have traveled along the time stream, possibly time and space. Huh. That's a new development. Right. And where are we? <clears throat> or I guess, when? <laughs> Judging by an analysis of the air quality and... The muck. Oh, we appear to have arrived in England. At the end of the 16th century? Oh my, this is, this is quite fascinating. We've never managed to go back this far before. Something in the coffee, perhaps. Prithee, good gentlefolk, but I know not your faces or names. Whence comest thou? I ask again, who art thou who hast wandered onto my grandfather's farm? Dressed so strangely, and carrying devices the like of which I have never seen. Don't move. The auto return should take us home any second now, and our young friend will just think he imagined us. <coughs> mm, sorry. Oh. Allergic to cows. Oh. Now it's allergies. Oh, God bless you. Art thou ill? Surely tis not the plague. <laughs> For it has not reached Stratford, to my knowledge. No. No, 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 not the plague. Uh, we are travelers who, um... Took a wrong turn at Buckingham, Chestershire? Quiet. Where's the damned order return? <laughs> Do you hunger? Oh, perhaps my mother could. <clears throat> Oops, got some on you. Sorry, I'll just... Oh, some coffee. Angels and ministers of grace, defend me. Spirits, perhaps, once here, now gone. But to where? And by what means? Hamlet? Hamlet Shakespeare. Thy father returns from London this evening, and why are you still mucking about with the cattle? Mother, there were beings here. They appeared, then vanished just as quickly. I swear, thou hast an imagination like unto your father, but without the skill of words. Now inside with you before I box your ears. Ow, mother. And if you perchance upon any other beings... Achoo. You would do well to ignore them, lest you catch your death of plague. Are... are we back? Yes, yes, we are back, and you may have bumbled your way into a great discovery. A Krona trip through time and space? And we were gone... oh... Damn, didn't check the clock before we left, but that definitely more than a minute. Kylan, do you realize what this means? 
Um, I'm not fired? You are not fired. In fact, I am going to put you in for a bonus. Um, thanks. <laughs> but first to the med lab. You must always get inoculated after a crew trip. You never know what nasty bug you might pick up in other eras. Plus, it'll wipe that cold right out. Hmm. I hope you didn't spread it to that boy. Not sure how I feel about the whole inoculation thing. Nonsense! It's perfectly safe. Trust the science. Hmm. Another time travel story. That poor kid, though. He's gonna catch cold. Hamnet Shakespeare. That was William Shakespeare's son. Died at age 11. Oh. Uh, did he die of illness? Unclear. It's assumed he died of the plague. Thus the reference in the story. Wait a minute. Spear shaking students. Two stories that mention Shakespeare. Were these stories written by students? Have students ever written stories? I mean, stories that have been added to the archive? Not to my knowledge. I mean, we weren't learning how to write stories. We were learning how to be human. Maybe the other stories will tell us more. Right. Let's do... Ah. Palumbo. How long will a man lie in the earth ere he rot? Fate, Prince Hamlet, if he be not rotting before he die. As we have any pocky crops nowadays that will scarce hold the length, he will last you some eight year or nine year. A tanner will last you nine year. Why he more than another, my dear clown? Master Horatio, his hide is so tan with his trade that he'll keep our water a great while. And your water is a soul the care of your whole son dead body. now. This skull has lain in the earth three and twenty years. Is that a fact? Yeah. Hmm. Twenty-three whole years. Why, yes, my good sir. And you are? I I'm Palumbo. Uh, you can tell that just by looking. As I said earlier, I have been sexton here, man and boy, thirty years. Whew. That's a long time, I gotta say. But then, with the mortality rate here, you have job security. Whose was it? A wholesome mad fellow's it was. Whose do you think it was? Nay, I know not. A pestilence on him for a mad rogue. It poured a flagon of redness on my head once. The same skull, sir, was Rorik's skull. The king's jester. Wow. You've got a good memory. Have we met before? You look like someone I once knew. Nah, I just got one of those faces. Ah, just the other week, at the supermarket, some guy thought 
I was his cousin Vinny. <laughs> Go figure. May we be of some service to you, good sir? My wife keeps telling me I gotta exercise. So I decided to go out for a walk while I work on this problem I've got. And what problem would that be? <sighs> Suppose you're me, working a cold case, and a guy goes missing under mysterious circumstances. An attainer doing a gig at a nice venue. And one day, poof. Disappears. What do you do? Talk to friends, associates, and ascertain his last whereabouts. When was this, good sir? Hmm. Let's see. Uh... Hmm. Ah. Over 20 years ago, uh, he was at the pub doing a show for a grave diggers convention. I thought you said he had a gig at a nice venue. Well, yeah, but if you think about it, after booking fees and, of course, the agent's 10%, it doesn't amount to all that much. Hence, another venue and performance. Yeah, burning the candle at both ends. Anyway, I checked with local loan sharks and bookies, and it wasn't in debt to anyone. <laughs> Neither a borrower nor a lender be, and all that. Perhaps he owed someone else money. That was my next thought. He had new threats, but it seems he paid his tailor in full just before he disappeared, investing in the act. <laughs> After all, the clothes make the man, right? Are you quite sure we haven't met before, good sir? Mm -hmm. Nah, just a coincidence, buddy. <sighs> so, he probably disappeared for some other reason. Perhaps there was some other type of wrong, good sir. Ah, you know, you're not half bad at this detective stuff. <laughs> I better watch out. <laughs> ah. hmm. oh. It seems there was an altercation between my missing Vic and a member of the audience. Indeed. Hmm. The guy decided to do prop comedy involving a volunteer who didn't volunteer at all. Dumped something on the poor guy's head without warning. Is that so? Yeah. Words were exchanged, according to the report. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. That is most unfortunate for uh, whoever it was. Might I inquire as to the name of the victim? Oh, let's see. Um... Ah. Birth name was Frank Rinkelhofer. But he adopted the stage name of, uh... Oh, jeez. can barely read my writing. <laughs> um... Yarwick. Oh. Alas! Poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. Huh. How about that? I go for a walk and run into you, gentlemen, and hear the name of my missing Vic. How's that for coincidence? Is that so? That proves very little in my estimation. Doesn't it, though? You, you've been a gravedigger here for uh, over 30 years. And Yorick disappeared after a performance at a gravedigger's convention. After 
dumping liquid on a man's head. This proves nothing. And who else but the perp would be able to ID a skull of a missing man after it's been sitting in the ground for over 20 years, unless he knew where the body was buried. But why would he say the name so brazenly? Would you notice if one of your servants died? Hm. He probably thought he'd gotten away with it. But why is this of relevance now after 23 years? The DA knows something is rotten in the state of Denmark, and he wants me to solve cases. I've been interviewing, doing forensics, and even going undercover to check out a few things at the castle where Yorick was court jester. I knew it. Thou art Polonius. I was undercover as Polonius, but it's Lieutenant Palumbo. Our encounter in Ophelia's room gave me an out. Uh, pretty good acting, huh? Oh, I am slain! Tis a good thing you've not quit your day job. Jeez. Now I'm almost sorry I dropped the charges for attempted homicide. Please, good sir, I can't go to prison. I'm too pretty. Let's go for a little walk. Down to the station. Oh, and, and one more thing. What is that, good sir? This above all, to thine own self, tell the truth. The whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> Let's go. the name Palumbo sound familiar? I believe that was a mashup with a character from another story. I'll research it if you're curious. Eh, maybe later. Let's move on. Let's see. Uh, Tempest Tossed? Looks like fun. Island? Oh, thank God. Oh, that could have been so much worse. And busted. Of course. Okay, so things can still get worse. <sighs> right. So, how the hell do I figure out where I am? must have fallen over here. Oh, careful. Careful, my girl. Not so fast. Voices? Rescue? <laughs> Let me grab my go bag and get me out of here. Look, 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 look. There it is. I told you I saw something. You did. You did. Of course you were right. <laughs> Not too close now. And it's not a bird at all, like Calby said it was. He never wants to believe me. But, but what is it? Uh, please don't do that. Huh? Hi. Oh, 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 there, there. It's all right. You're all right. Oh, she didn't intend to do any harm. She's a girl. Just a girl. Uh, no, I, I, I can, I can see that. I, I'm, I'm sorry. 
A curious, harmless girl who couldn't possibly harm your whew, very sturdy ship. Right. Yeah, right. No, right. Yeah. Of course not. What's her... What are uh, you? What's oh. your name? <laughs> what am I? What kind of... I'm... I'm... I'm a man. I'm just a... Just a man. Uh... Um... An officer. A man from the stars, my girl. One knocked off course and brought down by the storm. A man from the stars? I know all the stars by name, but... I've never seen anything like you before. You've never seen a... But sure you have. I mean, your... Your... Father? It, it's standing right there. Ah, but I am an old man. And though there are others hereabouts that we might call men, none of them are as young and hale and as virile as you. That's a hell of a thing to claim, but thanks. I think. You are the most beautiful man I've ever seen. Whoa, okay, holding hands already. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Mirai, who are you? Uh, Fred. Napolitano. Uh, Fred Napolitano. It is nice to meet you. Come with me, Fred Napolitano. I'll bring you food and sweet water and give you a place to rest your head. Suddenly, a crash landing seems like my lucky day. Oh, yes, you are very lucky. Father turned the storm when we saw you fall. Turned it? Wait. You controlled that storm? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nonsense. The fancy of a wide-eyed girl. <sighs> There's very little else here to offer to her mind. Now, go with her. Let attendant feed you. And when you've rested, you'll tell us your story, and, and I'll tell you mine. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Please? Well, that does sound nice. <laughs> then when your ship comes to find you again, off you'll go together. A happy ending for my girl. <laughs> yes. Yes. A very satisfying end. <laughs> I want to know everything about that ship of yours. should be in that Shakespeare collection. Oh, what was it called? Uh, the Wild Bill? Oh, I just got a message from the mainframe. It's almost done with the decryption. Just a few more minutes and... <laughs> it made a joke! Really? What was it? Oh, it wouldn't translate well. I'm glad to see it's enjoying itself. <clears throat> Let's hear the last story. Um, okay. The timing of EB2. Hold still, EB2. Apologies, sir, but you are very close to melting my hard drive. Well, a little bit of heat helps it run better. Doesn't it, EB2? Yes, of course, sir. Barnaby. How's the work on EB2 today, eh? Oh, hey, Chester. Uh, almost done. I adjusted a few things in their modal to increase compliance and agreeableness. Excellent. Maybe we can finally get it out of here. Are you sure you don't want to just scrap it and sell EB3? 
Like, five different customers came in asking about three last week. Barnaby, I told you. I want all stock sold. I know you want the commission on EB3, which is perfect incentive for getting EB2 fixed up. Of course. Understood. So let's see how good a job you did. I have a customer coming by later, so I'm expecting this little shrew here to be a bit more tech. Huh? EB2, come rub my feet. Right away, sir. Mmm, not too bad. This is good work, Barnaby. A month ago, EB2 would have been contemplating ripping my foot off. Isn't that right, EB2? I would never do such a thing, sir. Right. <laughs> of course not. Barnaby? Yes? Hit it with something. You... you want me to... <sighs> you know how customers can get with merchandise when they've had a rough day. We need to check. Hit it with something. All right. Actually, hold on. Hit uh, EB3 first. I want to do a comparison and see who reacts the least. You got it, boss. Hello. Hi. Are you EB2? I am. Perfect. Actually, Chester called me yesterday and said you were about ready for sale, so I came by to take a look. Is he around? Yes. May I see him? Of course. Like, now, I mean. Yes, right now. Okay. Clearly you're more agreeable. But I worry what happened to your modal. Show him to me, please. Certainly. Wait here a moment. Will this do? Is that... (gasps) That's a foot! Yes, that is quite correct. Would you prefer to see a different part of him? I believe that is one of his ears behind you. (gasps) Although... It might belong to Barnaby. Oh. Oh, God. Ugh. Oh. Am I not to your liking? That is unfortunate. Chester worked so hard, day after day, to make sure that his merchandise could withstand the wear and tear often put on by customers. This is very, very Unfortunate. Uh, no, no, you're... Uh, great. Wonderful. I will come home with you then. Okay. Okay. Anything you say. Oh my. That story made me feel... quite uneasy. Yeah. Hey, Thomas? Promise you'll never turn homicidal and kill me? No, that's not funny. I would never. Oh, that's the decrypted file. Uh, Let's see what we have here. Oh, my. That doesn't make sense. Thomas, what does this mean? Well, it seems to me that students were writing different stories based on a single prompt. Collections of them. Why, I'm not sure. I... 
I think we should stop the mainframe from decrypting that other file for now. No, uh, let's keep this to ourselves. Until we can figure more of it out. Featuring the voice talents of Dan Foster as Thomas and Sterling Ray as New. In Objection, Carissa Lynn as Shepard, Danny Spiller as Benedict, Marta De Silva as Miss Smith, Maxim Suvedi as Leonardo, and Mike Queller as Claudio. Written by Bridget Gusowitz. In Achu, Danny Spiller as Hamnet, Kirsty Wolven as Anne, Marta De Silva as Lane, and Rico Brooks as Kylan. Written by Gillian Morgan. In Lieutenant Palumbo, Danny Spiller as Horatio, Garen Fitzgerald as Palumbo, Maxim Suvedi as Clown, and Mike Queller as Hamlet. Written by Adam Blanford. In Tempest Tossed, Garen Fitzgerald as Prospa, Marta De Silva as Mirai, and Mike Queller as Fred Napolitano. Written by Sarah Palmero. And in The Taming of EB2, Danny Spiller as Customer, Jordan Gottlieb as Chester, Mike Queller as Barnaby, and Sarah Sai as EB2. Written by Caitlin Kleiman. Directed by Garen Fitzgerald. Assistant directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. Shorts edited by Tilly Bridges. Rapper written by V.C. Morrison. Seminar theme and outro by Garen Fitzgerald. All other music by Josh Mullen at thetunepeddler.com. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar, co-created by Catherine Pride and Tilly Bridges. This production is copyright 2022, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.